and in a place in a place in a state such as ours in a county such as ours if you don't have an r next to your name you might as well put the hammer and sickle on your signs pal yep hey welcome everybody this is the freedom cats i'm chris platt i'm jody claypool stephen king usually it's movies uh as you've as you've been listening you can tell that today's kind of a it's a it's a uh, it's a cornucopia if you will, a, a potpourri. A potpourri. It's uh, it's uh, it's bring your own lunch day. We're just here to. We're sounds like it's just gen- general conversation today. Um, so here we are. Thanks for listening. The timing is right for a smattering of food venue criticism <laughs> and politics. I think it's gonna be hyper local issue. It's gonna be a hyper local episode today. Hyper local day. So for uh, the people in uh, Pyongyang who uh, subscribe and listen, by the way, we love you guys. Appreciate you. Um, You're not going to get a whole lot out of this. Although, you know, I mean, Warsaw, I mean, uh, there was a major motion picture that we'll probably do here one day about documentary about growing up in Warsaw, American teen. Mm -hmm. We'll have to do that one time. That's what I'm saying. American Teen. You know, it was a documentary. It was it was it was released nationally before I moved here. I went and saw this movie. I knew I was moving here, and I was like, "Okay, this is crazy. This little town in Indiana. I'm about to move to. There's a documentary playing in the theater about it. I'm gonna go check this out." Um, Never heard of it. Always above it. Like what? Oh, an MTV documentary. <laughs> Don't know it. Sorry. It was, no, if it, it was MTV. It was it real uh, real life. Or like MTV real life? Yeah, it was a real MTV Productions. Oh, was it? Okay, all right. Made this movie, American Teen, following a number of kids who are, um, who grew up here. Are they locally famous now? Like, who are these kids? Um, They're no Stephen Holler, but. No. You know what the funny is? Oh, wait, wait, wait. So two of Warsaw's most famous sons are actually in the movie. Um, Miles. Bachelor dude. Uh, Mason Plumley. Oh, okay. Yeah. Basketball, obviously. Duke Basketball. Uh, I think he's with. I think he plays for Charlotte. Don't he's, know. He's he's had a, more than a cup of coffee in the NBA. Still playing around. Mason Plumley and Ben Higgins, The Bachelor. Okay. Yeah. Both in the movie. By total. The way, I total. Ben, I had Ben on my other podcast. Did he give you a rose? What do you want me to do? Like <laughs> pat on the like, back would be nice. No, get him on the Freedom Cats podcast, and then yeah, I'll pat that. I'll pat your back so good. Mm. So no, yeah, we're, we're not tight or anything. <laughs> <laughs> You're not tight with the Bachelor. No, actually, I didn't really. I loosely knew something about him and the Bachelor because I don't watch the Bachelor. Uh, and you know that whole that whole thing that happened here where they had the fair and they described it as the the, an, the annual Warsaw the Warsaw the, the yeah. I believe it was the annual Harvest Fair or something like that. Right. Which I don't. I must have missed it every other year. When I ran for when I ran for city council, part of my platform was bringing back the uh, the fall annual the annual fall festival. But I was here for could have had a real one. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I was here for that thing that occurred. I was like, "What the heck is this? This seems pretty." Oh, awesome. you went down to shooting. We should do this yeah. a lot, but um, I didn't. It never sunk in. I yeah. just thought it was some bizarre thing. That was that was that was fun. Like seeing that filmed here, like living here. Like yeah, yeah Ben went to his old stomping grounds. Rex's rendezvous. Like, never get out. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah, if you want to get stabbed, it's my favorite place to hang out. (laughs) Sneaky, delicious food. It is very good. Yeah. Sneaky, delicious. Their pizza pizza is is fire. Yep. 
Breakfast Fire. is good there too. Yeah. yeah. Rex's. Downtown it, Warsaw. Sneaky good food. We're getting, we're getting a uh, thumbs up from Stefan. Yeah. So Who has been it. who's been crapping on rest every other no, restaurant? No, I'm not crapping on it. I'm just saying if you're gonna do it, do it right. Do it, do it right. That's that's the thing. Like pay is commiserate at this point with the amount of work you have to do. So yeah. when it comes right down to it, like you're talking about the Moe's order and and you know the Taco Bell order and stuff like that. Yeah, there's only two people, but like at this point, I'm waiting a half hour in line at McDonald's downtown anyway. So like, if I'm gonna wait that long, just do it right. You want to know a fast food, a specific fast food location that seems to do a pretty good job with a limited number of people? It's that Arby's on 15 right across the street from. Yeah, they Jimmy do a good Johnson. job. Yeah, yeah. and they, they do, do really do a good job. job. Chris Polk owns that place. Yeah. Shout oh, out, yeah? shout out, Polk. Boom, boom. Way to go. Pop, pop. Yeah. Uh, you know who really struggles, who's on the struggle bus with the short people, with the short staffing? The, the, the Taco Bell on that same road. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they, they, they never have people or ingredients. Every time you're like, hey, uh, welcome to Taco Bell. Just uh, before you say anything else, we're out of chicken, beef, and steak. Go. Like, <laughs> well, um, well, like a cup of beans. <laughs> Vegetarian today. Yes. And heart goes out to it, but like, that seems to be. Yeah, they really struggle. Like this other one doesn't seem to struggle like that. The one uh, on off of thirty, yeah, that one really struggles. Like eight o'clock at night. Hey, I'm going home from work. I'm gonna grab a quick piece of junk. You know. Well, and that nope, one not, not even open. That one on fifteen is where I go to get my Taco Bell fix. Like this weekend when I was eating my body weight. Oh, so you went to the one that never has anything, never yeah. has people. And yeah. the the kid at the drive thru was the kid at the drive thru plus the kid running outside to hand you know. The 55-gallon bag of bean burritos to yeah. everybody, and in my case. And he was he was moving. Yeah. And, you know, even with the limited selection of ingredients. I think when it comes to the drive-thru, and I'm not the first person to say this won't be the last, when it comes to the drive-thru, Chick-fil-A is your gold standard. You know. The f- efficiency in oh, which they, they run that efficient. line. Yeah, yeah. I mean – your, your thoughts on the food and their political stance and everything else, you know, put that aside. The efficiency in which they run that drive through lane, you can you can pull up there and the lane is the, the line is backed up out of their parking lot onto oh, whatever yeah. adjoining road. But you can know, full, you know, with full confidence that line is going to be moving. Dude, it's God inspired. They are prepared for ridiculous lines. Like I was at one down in Fishers and there were actually stop signs and crossings in the drive-through line, and like, how does this even work? I don't understand. The only problem I have with them, with, with when it comes to the drive-through line, no hamburgers. It's an issue. But the other it's issue I have is there is a there is a a uh, cockiness about them that you know why you're here. We don't need to show you a menu. This is we are Chick Fil A. You came in this line knowing what you got. And they're not wrong, but at least show me a menu. At least let me have the option. Because, like, I got my normal. We, we, we flew in from Florida. We, get Chick- we always get Chick-fil-A. First stop on the way back to Warsaw. I got my normal. Get home, see a commercial for a delicious limited-time special they have going on. Looked amazing. Didn't know about it. No menu. Girl just standing at my, standing at my window with a clipboard. What are you having? I don't like it. Hear me out. Hear me out. Here it comes. Restaurant, all they serve, cheeseburger, french fries. That's it. That's it. No choice. Drive up, 
But you can buy, it's the best quality cheeseburger for a fast food chain and French fries. And you can get it for two fifty. People would be upset. I think people They're are going to be upset anyways. I people think, are upset. They're looking. We're upset about this. Oh, it was coming right. for no, a hot dog. No, I'd be there. I'd be there. Well, what's yeah. the one? Uh, Raising Cane's. Like four things on their menu. That's it. Yeah. Like when you show it, there's only four things. You drive up. It's a chicken sandwich, a burger. I mean, it's that, it's that kind of simplicity. You reach yeah. your hand out. You get a bag with a good quality cheeseburger and french fries and you move on with your life. Well, you're the guy. You're like you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when I bring this up. But like there is a there is a a theory, a, a economic theory that, you know, we have too many selections now and it breeds unhappiness in the consumer, right? Like like back in the day, you wanted a pair of jeans, you went to Sears, you got a pair of Levi's, you moved on with your life, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you go to a place and it's relaxed fit and straight fit and loose fit and skinny jeans. And da, da, da. I just want a pair of jeans. It creates, I mean, what do you think? Is that the case? Is that is that what your business would be built on? I just want a burger and I want fries. Can I get a shake? No. Nope. I'm just out. burger. I'm out. You, I was, I was. No, I, w- I would have been, I'm on your, I mean, I'm on your page. Like old school, like what McDonald's was when it first came about. Yeah. Before like, Michael Keaton came and messed it all up. You want your Good burger movie. with cheese or without? That's a great movie. Yeah. You ever see that one? The Founder. Founder. No, bro. It's about how Michael Keaton didn't found McDonald's. He he's not the founder of McDonald's. Yeah, Ray Kroc. Yeah, but Ray. he's the founder of McDonald's. Oh, Ray Kroc. Okay. Yeah, right. You were about to blow my mind. Like Michael Keaton. No, he like, plays took the over guy. McDonald's. What the heck? Sorry, I live in a world where it was my, it's just the the act. It's yeah, yeah. No, Michael Keaton isn't plays himself in all his movies in my <laughs> mind. So Michael Keaton is one of those actors that you've been talking about, where people go to the film to see Michael Keaton. He makes a film. Dope Sick is all Michael Keaton talking about the Purdue family. He's at, well, I, okay. I Founder, I, all Michael Keaton being Red Croc. Yeah. I, uh, Michael Keaton's a guy, obviously from my childhood, not just Batman, but like, do you ever, you ever see Gung Ho? Yeah. 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 That's a great movie. That's a great yeah. movie. Yeah. I remember yeah. seeing it as a kid. It was on TV all the time. You ever see Gung Ho? Okay. That's so Michael Keaton runs yeah. a uh, automotive plant. A Japanese. That is. It's no, the, Japanese car plant. No, but the, don't they buy it? Do they buy it? I think okay. so. So we're going to watch Gung Ho. It's so yeah, good. It no, okay. Michael All Keaton, right. Michael Keaton runs his car plant, right? And the Japanese somehow get really involved. And again, it's that 1980s Japanese yeah. depiction where they're 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 cultural tourists who are there but they're there to buy everything you know it's that it's that common depiction of the japanese culture yeah. in the 80s and 90s um that hard, leans hard into that um but then it so then they bring in this japanese team that they're going to show the americans how to run a real japanese plant and wackiness ensues okay um great michael keaton performance uh john Turturro, sneaky good in that movie too yeah we got to do gung-ho gung-ho great but, but michael keaton is you're I, i'm with you 100 because he also took some time off we he lived. Did. He, I think, went and raised his kids or something, and or some whatever. Mr. Mom, um, strong Michael Keaton performance, <laughs> Mr. Mom. Um, yeah, t- t- takes time off, and then you know comes back, gets his Oscar for a weird movie. Was it Birdman? Did yeah, you see that one? Movie. Yeah, that was a good, good movie. movie. I did see that one. That was weird. That's a tough watch, man. That's one you're watching just to tell people that you saw it. Yeah, I was entertained. It's all mind bending. Yeah, how many times have you revisited Birdman? Oh, I only watched it once. Oh, 
There you go. Case in point. That's not a multiple watch movie. That's like you said, you watch it and you can be like, yeah, I saw it. I also did sincerely think it was good. Well, mind bending. Yeah. Was he really, truly a superhero guy or was he just locked in his own imagination? I don't know. Because I'm never watching it again. <laughs> never <laughs> wrote this up. We will not. This is not a podcastable movie because I am not watching that I'm not. again. There are those movies. There are those movies where it's like one time. I'm good one time. I'm ne- It was good. Never going back to it again. That's one of those. Sure. Eight millimeter with Nicolas Cage. One time. Never going back. That's another actor that plays himself in every single role he does. And in his new movie, he literally plays yes, himself. Yes, actually does. Yeah. I think that's kind of a common thing that everybody thinks he just plays himself in various different names. That's a guy who's done like 20 direct direct DVD movies. Yeah, after and he I, went broke. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought anything about it until the Bruce Willis thing. And now I'm like, is Nick Cage okay? Yeah, okay. Bruce Willis was doing all these movies. And everyone's like, what happened to Bruce Willis? Well, it turns out he has like a, he's got a uh, cognitive what? thing going on. What? Yeah, yeah, Bruce Willis isn't there anymore. You're kidding. Right. When did this break? Uh, two weeks ago, Brian. Was it Brian something about like says. remembering words or something like that? Now, it got to a point now he can't, yeah, like they've got his lines. The last few movies they've had his lines on like big poster boards. You know, he's just reading those lines. Really? Yeah, and, but yeah. he has no idea yeah. what's going on. It's a sad, sad that is sad. Sad thing. Yeah, he's iconic. Best Christmas movie ever. Oh, don't start. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. It's a Wonderful Life, Die Hard. There you go. That order. You are that guy. Yeah, take Lord. Yeah. That was a fun take for, like, the first 20 minutes. And then people began basing their entire personalities on that one take. Batman Returns, best Christmas movie ever. Boom. I so co- we co-sign. <laughs> co-sign. You need to come in for Number our three. annual Number debate three. about Christmas movies at Hoplore. Because my argument is, is that if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, any movie that has snow in it is a Christmas movie. Okay, no, no I think it's close. No. Empire Strikes a Back, Christmas, Christmas party movie. Scene. There's got to be a Christmas party scene for it to be a Christmas movie. So It's a Wonderful Life, Die Hard. So is every Christmas story. So is every sh- so that means every Shane Black movie is a Christmas movie. Shane Black. Shane Black. He wrote the like so the Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. It is. Lethal Weapon Two is a Christmas movie. Yes. Yes, it is. All good movies, by the way. This is what we're saying. No, they're great. I I mean, they're great, but. Lethal Weapon's not a Christmas movie, man. We've lo- we're losing. We we're losing our. Just said it was. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need me to re- rewind the tape? Let me take that back. Um, okay. Are you are you on this train? Or is is Die Hard a Christmas movie? No, it's not a Christmas movie. It is a movie that occurs at Christmas time, but it is not a Christmas movie. This is one of those like things for, where I'm for Christmas is more Christmas movie. I see I see the I see the case for it. But I'm so against the people that are making the case, I'm out. That's that's my stance on it. It's kind of like, you know, like a lot of things. It's like, yeah, I liked where I like the tenants of this particular thing you're talking about, but the people who follow the tenants can't handle it. I can't deal with them. Can't deal with them. That's fair. 
I feel the way about Die Hard as a Christmas movie, the way a lot of people feel about religion. Good thing we're not at the dinner table. Well, this is a good opportunity to segue into politics. I mean, we're talking about religion. You see that? I give him the no-look pass. Like, I know, right? I, I say religion, and I'm like, here we go. Is he going to... It's because he constantly sees This is why lines. we can't have nice things, Chris. I know, I'm knocking over. Smacking TVs. Not smacking TVs over here. Politics, local politics, yeah. What a week. Man, I, I leave for a week, and... The doors fall off this place. Yeah, before we jump stuff. into the politics, not to interrupt you, because I literally just set you up to talk about it. Anything we can put in this? <laughs> Got to be a little bit buzzed when you start jo- talking about politics. Oh, right? oh, Jody. Uh, okay, if you're not if you're not watching the podcast, Jody p- pointed at his coffee mug. It's still an odd. Yeah, it's is it is red it's record red. or is green record? Green. I think green is record. I don't know. Red's record. Oh, record. red's record. Okay, so it's so right we, here. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they did see me. Pointing at my but coffee. not everyone's watching it. It's but an audio it's, and a visual medium. The product placement you got to work on. It's like getting on the mic. You got to work on turning well, well, it I mean, so well, that it's wait, visible. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Let's wait. not go. Hey, let's not go crazy. I, we paid for this coffee. We were not paid <laughs> for this coffee. Well, do you want to change that? Yeah, they could come like, talk to it's, me. It's all then, about the product no, placement. Come talk to me, and then I'll talk about. Listen, I I enjoy wire and steam coffee, but I mean, I'm just saying. That I'm not I can gonna, pony up a coffee once a week. When I yeah, when I when you pay me to drink your coffee, I'll start talking about your coffee. <laughs> it is good coffee. Though. It is. It's not bad. Even though they're not. It's paying. not bad. You start paying me, it's great. Did you have a vacation? Hashtag story? capitalism, baby. Did you have a vacation story before we segue into the politics? Oh yeah, let me. T- can I tell you my vacation story real quick? I got one still, too. I'll allow it. So we uh, went to Florida. Uh, Anna Maria Island, first time we'd ever been there. It's nice. It's nice. Uh, first day, you know, the whole time, kids are just like, "We're gonna bury you in sand, Daddy." <laughs> Daddy, when we get to that beach, you sand, you're in it. I'm just hyped. Just, they're like, you know, I mean, they're they're like getting ready before, like they're looking at each other, like, "We ready." We ready. I mean, they are hyped up. They got like black, you know, they're putting face paint on, you know. They're like, we're burying daddy in the sand. Let's go. So we get to the beach. First day, land next day, boom, on the beach, sand being dumped on me. My my son, Sully, little seven-year-old boy, he, they want to make the sand wet, right? So he keeps going to the wa- edge of the water to fill his little bucket. Um, I'm about... 15 feet away from him. Um, and you're, you're wa- watching him. It's like, okay, now we've had the talk. Like, you know, don't turn your back on the water. It's not a pool. Um, but he's getting his water and he's too close and bam, wave hits him. He goes down. I spring out of my sand trap, running, diving to grab my boy. Um, and I scrape my leg on the shell bed that's there, right? No big deal washing it, putting triple antibiotic on it. Day, this is day, that's day, day three, my knee is a grapefruit. Just swollen, seeping. I mean, I've been keeping it clean, but like just a mess. So uh, go down to the local dock in a box. Guy looks at it, it's like, what did you do? Where, what, you know, Long story short, there's a lot of fun stuff in the ocean that doesn't do great in open wounds. And it was just, yeah, massive infection. 
And so then I spent the rest of my my rest of my trip in Florida just pumped full of antibiotics. Even right now, I mean, I can I, I could probably drink or eat anything right now, and my body would just the antibiotics just eat it up. I'm, I feel pretty indestructible at the moment. So, man, I wish I would have known that. I would have cleaned out my fridge. We would <laughs> we'd had a whole different podcast. Interesting thing coming back. How long was the power out? I don't. I don't think we ever lost power. four hours. Yeah, I came back not realizing. I knew that the power was out, but um, this is te- te- yeah. This last time I'll ever do this. Uh, had some had some milk in the fridge, and I was like, ah, oh, there's just a li- there's not about half of this left. I'm just gonna Ooh. dump the bag. Just dump back big old thing of rotten. I mean, just spoiled milk. Ooh. Just they'll teach me never to drink out of the carton again, but. More antibiotics right down your gullet. Yeah, yeah, thankfully, right. I was already pumped full of antibiotics. But yeah, that was my... So then I, so the whole time... So then the, the rest of the trip, I'm trying to balance this this whole thing of like, my knee really hurts. But I also... My kid is feeling awful. Like I... I like he's like, I'm really glad... Again, he got hit by a wave and got knocked down. Yeah. He was fine. There was nothing going on. But now he's got this whole daddy rescued me. Daddy's my hero. Not <laughs> hating that narrative at all. Like, you know, I'm just being real with you. But then there's also like, he's got this little seven year old guilt at my knee. So, like, I'm trying, I'm like trying not to favor it at all as I'm walking around <laughs> and it hurts so bad. I, actually, um, I was literally just picturing you climbing out of sand, running to the water, listen, hearing the Baywatch theme song. Yeah. Yeah. As you run to the to the water, yeah, it was, yeah, he was he would have been fine. I mean, but yeah, the, my week was spent hopped up on antibiotics, walking like yeah, it was good, time. good times. Did you see my picture that I sent you guys? Was my vacation excitement. We had a D plane. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. yeah, like lady went off the plane in handcuffs. Whoa! I I must have missed this. No, I th- I thought I sent it to the group. Anyway, I'm sure okay, okay, I'm sure okay. Did. Jerk! I missed it too because I don't think he sent it to us. But I was covering like I read all the text, no, so I was I, like, "Oh yeah, totally! I, I remember that." And, and you, if I say yes, you say yes. Just go <laughs> along with it. That's never gonna happen. I know. I sent the picture and I said, "I, don't I got a it. story to tell you guys when I get back." Okay, I do remember that. I do remember that. Boom! You it is with the that. story. What happened? Okay, so we're all looking around because there's just to be real amongst the Freedom Cats. I think there's like three different text chains all among us. We might want to bring those in. And I've got a story to add. Circle the wagons. When you guys, when Stefan's done with his story. Because we have, you, the three of us have the sneaker one that I started that has continued a conversation. I don't know what other stuff you you guys have. <laughs> so first off, I'll tell you, I'm extremely judgmental of people. Oh, no, we noticed. Like first, first One impression. person working, I don't care. Give me my burger. <laughs> no, I don't care. Give me my burger right, and I am willing to wait for it. All right. You, you can you, you, you can pretty it up all you want. Okay. So we're standing in line. We're, we're heading to Puerto Rico, connecting flight in Fort Lauderdale. So we're standing in line to get on the plane from Fort Lauderdale to Puerto Rico. And we're like two people behind this lady with a little dog in a carry-on. Now, I am judgmental of that. <laughs> especially because this little dog every time someone walks like within 20 feet acts like it's going to try to jump out of the bag like not even just regular bark like i'm going to eat your face and i'm like oh god here we go two hour flight 
What and is that? What is that whole thing with the dogs? I mean, people are saying that I need this dog to be able to fly in the plane, right? I, I don't know if that was the case or not. Okay. Was it like a Paris was it like a Paris Hilton kind of a thing where the Yeah, it was a little had... yippy dog. It wasn't like she crammed a Rottweiler in her carry on. Uh but super yippy little dog. And I just looked at my wife. I was like, oh gosh. Here we go. Two hours this lady. Joy. Here we go. All right. So I judge the owner by the pet. Fair. Which is, I mean, pretty fair to say. Well, next thing we know, we see these flight attendants walking around and like rolling their eyes. And about halfway through us sitting there waiting to take off, they get back on. And like, by the way, you are, you need to turn your phone off now. You can't be talking on the phone while we're taking off. Like, I thought, man, this is a very specific general <laughs> reminder right now. Like, what is going on? Next thing we know, this lady all the way in the back of the plane is apparently vaping on the plane, talking on her phone while these air, uh, these stewardesses and stewards are telling her, hang up the phone, and she's refusing to hang up the phone. Phone lady? Okay, sorry. Is phone vaping lady also puppy lady? Yes, absolutely. Okay, all right. I just want to make... So this is where, again... Okay. Were you thinking there was going to be a cage match? I didn't. I, I couldn't. I, puppy lady and the. I was. I, I, for a moment, I was just confused that these were two different people. But yeah. is, that would have been a great. I, that would have been a great twist. I judge by first impressions. Sure. And uh, and then we're like, what the heck is going on? And these these people, uh, the stewardesses and stewards, are are saying, you know, we've got a problem, and um, we're going to have to get you know local law enforcement involved. And I'm like, what? Are you freaking kidding me? What the heck? Like, yeah, this lady won't follow instructions. And so um, there's going to be, you know, Fort Lauderdale police coming on the plane, sheriffs. And sure enough, like three of them came on the plane. They get on the plane and they start talking to her. She still refuses to leave the plane. So everybody, except for her, has to deplane while the sheriffs do whatever they need to do to get her off the plane in cuffs. And we're standing around for like an hour while they try to get her off the plane. And then she stands behind the, you know, the gate in cuffs, like talking to like seven sheriffs. And then we see her get off because I didn't see her on the plane. Yeah. She was all the way in the back. We were toward the front. And she gets off the plane and my wife goes, you know who that is, right? I'm like. Oh, it's Puppy Lady. Oh. Uh, and finally, two and two get put together at the end. That, okay. So there's my vacation story. Flight attendants, man. They've got to be done. Because I had a... Th oh, I yeah. was on a flight. Absolutely. I was on a flight back, and they were like... We had, we had landed. And it was like that taxiing to the terminal kind of thing. And it's like the seatbelt light is still on. And then people are... ladies. For those of you undoing your seatbelts, we can hear you. Like... <laughs> I mean, they've yeah, got to be they, done. It's okay, how many times? I mean, how many times do you think that happens per flight? People are so ridiculous anymore. Like, I don't know the whole COVID thing. Like, just change people's personalities. Well, like the mat. It is. It is jarring to go back into an to go into an airport and a plane, and it's Mask City still. That that was that was yeah. because at this point, I'm done with the mat. Like, as a community, we've all said, okay, enough. For the most, I mean, there are still people who are there are still people who are, are cho have choose chosen to do it, but I can go anywhere I want now and not have for the most part. But you get on an airport and it's 
sir. I mean, you're, I was walking down a terminal and had it just off my nose a bit. And a guy stopped me in Indianapolis. I'm like, sir, you need to pull that. You know, I mean, it's just gotten crazy. I mean, it's still, it's yeah. what it was at the, at the beginnings of that whole fiasco. And so to imagine, I can't imagine how many times something like that, not maybe not to yeah. that degree, but someone's making a political statement every third flight, I bet. If every, I'm going to be this guy because this is who I am, but if every time the stewardesses and the people on the plane make everything that they say a life or death edict, yeah, nobody's going to listen to them. If it's like, you got to do exactly what I say whenever I say it. I'm, I'm for one like, yeah, I don't know. No. I, if I undo my seatbelt while the plane's taxing up to the bridge, I'm not going to expect my body to fling out of this chair and I go face first <laughs> into the back of the other seat. It, it's, there's Not everything's a catastrophe. Now, this lady, I don't know if anything she actually did was a crime. I think maybe vaping. Yeah, vaping or smoking on a plane is is a, like a federal offense. That that well, the the crime is refusing to get off the plane. You, I own my, we own this plane. You're a passenger. We're telling you to get off. Right? Yes. I mean, it's, it, by it the way, it becomes a trespassing issue. Yeah, but we're going to talk about some legal stuff it's later on in this episode. I just want to make a disclaimer real quick. Any and all knowledge that I have of the law comes directly from television and movies. So anything that you hear me say as if I have some real knowledge of it, keep that in mind. Please go ahead. No, yeah. At that point, they're trespassing, and it's that way with any business. Is like if you are asked to leave and you refuse to leave, that's you the are then committing a crime. So that the catalyst for her being asked to leave the plane was her vaping, vaping, or, or, and just refusal to listen to the the uh, the steward. Right, the it's, it's my plane. I tell you to get off your phone. You don't get off your phone. I'm asking you to get off my plane. That you whole, don't get off my plane. That whole phone thing, though, it's... The electronic thing's always been suspect. It's like back silly, in the in 1990, a, when you told me that my Game Boy was going to somehow... Me playing <laughs> Mario Land on my Game Boy was going to somehow bring this plane down didn't, didn't pass the sniff test to my nine-year-old nostrils. And that's my argument. Yeah. If everything that they identify is the thing that brings the plane down, then... People, me specifically, is going to be like, you but know it, what? No. I, I, all of this just, just becomes them being authoritarian and it's ego-driven, and I, I I don't subscribe to that. I don't know. It's their plane. It's like my house. Like, take your shoes off when you get in my house. Like, eh. No, I mean, I, that's I kind of my thing about it is like, okay, here's the uh, the the number to Enterprise rent a car. Drive there. Um, if you don't like my rules, drive there. That's, that's the way I am with my son. Sure, that's fair. That's fair. And we see, I mean, we see that a lot, especially with like speech, right? You know, we see, we, we see that on a, a bigger type scale when it comes to the idea of speech and like social media platforms, right? Yeah. The First Amendment does not protect you from Twitter enforcing their rules of conduct. And if they don't like what you're saying on their platform, they can take you off. It's no dip. It's no different than me refusing someone's business at my at my store or Stefan or you or anybody. I yeah. understand the policy side of it. I just think that the one-on-one -on -one stewardess to customer side of it tends to be confrontational when it doesn't need to be confrontational sometimes. There are times where the stewardesses are very reasonable or the stewards are very reasonable. But then there's times where they're just being militant. And that, to me, rubs me the wrong way. I understand the policy side. So I, I do get it. Yeah. 
But if they say you're going to bring the plane down if you're on your phone, that's just garbage. It's not. They want. They want to make you bend to their will. That's the reason why they're telling you to get off the phone. And if it's a policy, fine. But why they're doing it? It's because they they want to be able to let the customer know, hey, we're in charge, and you got to bend to our. Is will. there any wisdom to the idea that if this plane does go down? Or if there is an emergency, we need all these people to listen to us and not push back. So we're going to begin that process now. You're like, conditioning. Like if you're, yeah, if I can yeah, condition like you, if I can condition you to the little things, when it comes to the big things, you're compliant, and that's for the greater good. Whoa! Now you're <laughs> you're subscribing to the my bigger picture philosophy. I like that. I'm impressed, Chris. I I do agree with that. I do. That's that's kind of the military approach to guidance, right? It's like Brian, we're by the way, Brian's back there about to shut this whole thing down. <laughs> like, I am not going to listen to your communist propaganda. I just think if you can't get people to listen when the atmosphere is calm, there's no way they're going to follow instruction when the atmosphere is chaotic. Oh, I'm not following instruction when it's chaotic. I'm like, you know how many people survive jet engine explosions like nobody like i don't need to tuck my head don't give me that crap that's like you know in the 60s when they were doing he's undermining your argument right nuclear now. uh nuclear uh warnings at schools and you're like hey get under your desk you'll be safe no you're gonna melt like if there's a nuclear attack uh i don't know yeah i'll do that entire argument that i really appreciated chris it's garbage now. It's, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not saying that I subscribe to the particular argument. I'm just at. I'm no, just no, it, it's definitely there. true. Like you set the standard, and if the standards met, then you know it's it's met all the way through. Like we do it. I mean, we do it in my business, right? You always you always get them saying yes, and if they say yes to the little things, they're going to say yes to the big thing, right? You know, if I can do this, would you like that? Yes. If I could do that, would you like this? Yes. If I could do this, okay. all right, great. Yes. So sign right there. Yes. Great. I mean, it's the same concept. I love that. I love that. I love to be the customer on on the side of that because I'm like, oh yeah, I see what you're doing. Pulled the veil, and off. then right at the end, no, <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> I love. I've done that to, to salespeople before, just messing with them, and like the face that they make when you when you just say no at the yeses, very and end, then there's that yeah. tenth no. Yeah, like, they're like, no, they're like. Wait, hold on. Let me start back at the let's beginning. Let's go back. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and let's go back. Well, the this. reason is because you tell, you know, you, you, you hire some like, listen, you don't need to think about this, okay? You just read this, okay? Here's a script for you. <laughs> right. And it will, and I've got, listen, I, there's like not three scenarios and I've got scripts for those too, okay? They're only going to say one of three <laughs> things. So go to one of these. Th so when you, right, right. when you, yeah, when you jack with the system like that, Neo, like suddenly <laughs> there becomes an issue, right? Um. Yeah, compliance, man. Do what they tell you. Do what they told you. Dun, dun, dun. Fight the man. Yeah. Local politics. Local politics. Well, yeah. I mean, we're talking about... We're talking about what... So, I'm gone a week, and there... Oh, I'm going to interrupt you again. I am so good at this. I was going to tell my story. <laughs> Let me. Is let this me, a bit? Is this a bit? Me, <laughs> if this is a bit, I mean, I, mean, I love it, but let me tell my story. Let me tell my story. So we had this high wind storm thing going, right? A lot of wind uh, at the end of this week. I had this pine tree that's like half dead in my front yard. It blows over at a forty-five degree angle, and it 
It's hanging over this little ugly bush that I have in the corner of my yard and my neighbor's bush because it's tall enough it extends into his yard. I get up and I look out my front door and it's right by the road. Okay? Okay. And I'm thinking to myself, well, gosh darn it. Now I have to take care of this tree. What am I going to do? And I go through the whole mental process of, well, I just get the chainsaw out. I just start cutting. Just cut right at the base tree swings out into the road and hits like a car going by. I'm definitely going to be on the HOA Facebook page, right? Can't have that. No, 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 no. No. So I go, I get my ladder out. Let me take a step back. Please. I, I come up with this strategy. I'm going to dig around the base of the tree. I'm going to find those roots that are holding it in place. I'm going to cut those roots like the like the guide wires that hold up a telephone pole, and I will guide it gently down exactly where I needed to rest in the yard. So I get out my shovel, my pickaxe, my regular axe, my <laughs> bow saw. This is just stuff he pulled from the trunk of his car. <laughs> this is this is coming from my garage, and I got my, you know, my shears. I get out there, I'm digging around the base. <laughs> he says shears the way I say butter knife. Yeah. <laughs> right. I find I find the two big roots that are essentially holding this thing in place. Yeah. And I start cutting the one that's on the street side. In my brain, I'm thinking, that's going to cause the tree. If the tree's going to swing, it's going to swing towards the intact root side. So it's going to go towards my house, not towards the road. Start cutting, start cutting. And I'm about halfway through that root system, and you can hear it start to crack and creep. And it's, it's going the other way. Yeah. It fell directly on my bush. It just wiped out my bush. So now I've got this tree, right? And the top half of the tree is just covered in pine cones. So that's raining down in my neighbor's yard. And I have to decide what am I going to, how am I going to deal with this tree now? And I get out my shears and I get out my bow saw and I start clipping branches. And I essentially cut with, by hand, I cut the top three quarters of that tree into three sections. And as I'm doing this, there's cars driving by, right? And I'm just whoopa, whoopa. Just that's a Bill Cosby bit, right? And he's talking about Noah. He does the whoopa, whoopa thing, right? Anyways, so I'm cutting this tree, right? And one of my neighbors is walking by, walking her dog. And she sees me there. She's like, "What you doing?" I said, "Well, you know, <laughs> what you doing? I'm, I'm cutting this <laughs> reading. What did it look like? Yeah." She's like, I, "I'd help you, but I'm I'm not going to." <laughs> she kept. <laughs> and I thought to myself, anybody who's listened to this podcast, while I'm out here, just, I mean, this is the most manly thing. Yeah, this is the most on-brand thing of your life. Yes. They're looking at me. Yeah. And they're thinking, this guy is Jeremiah Johnson of the HOA. What's <laughs> strong. Were the pine cones in Karen's yard? Yeah, do, yeah, do you figure no, out? No, that would have been perfect, though. No, it was actually the cool. The I was cool I was totally heard. expecting you to get, like, a, a message on the Facebook page, like, 15 minutes after the tree went down. It's like, you need to go clean that up. Well, to be honest, I don't ever read that page because I'm sure I'm on it more often than not. Yeah. yeah. This guy's hiding his own, in his own bushes. Do you know what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's just trying to get those Indians again. Oh, here we go. It begins. <laughs> All right, you know, with that, let's take a break real quick. 
Freedom Cats is brought to you by 24-7 Cars. Are you looking for an affordable vehicle that you'll love? Then come see us at 24-7 Cars. With two locations to serve you in Laurel and Bluffton, you'll find what you're looking for at 24-7 Cars. All right, we're back. little break there for all of us. Should have been instantaneous for you. Brian, sorry about what it's I did. power of time toilet. travel. <laughs> uh, um, right, so we're talking, again, this is our hyper-local issue. We've talked about restaurants and all sorts of things. Um, we, we've got, as like most communities, we've got a local election coming up, a primary. In our community, the primary basically is the election. The general election is, a, is kind of a formality around here. Um, we, we, uh, we live in a community that is has, uh, in the two party system. There's a very, one party is much stronger than the other. Um, and so, yeah, the primary is it, um, as with any other race, I think there's, you know, if you look at, if you look at a ballot as like a title card, right? Like a fight card, right? There are two, there are a couple heavyweight fights. Uh-huh. They're the ones you paid there to see. And then there's, there's the undercard, right? Like, uh, like, County auditor. I don't think that's going to be a very heated competitive race or how much uh, more fun would politics be if you had to fight physically fight for the spot? I don't think you'd see these negative letters coming out. If you thought you might get popped in the mouth, (laughs) that would be true. Right. I mean, there's a piece of that. I don't think you're nearly as brave on Facebook. If you actually thought you might get popped in the mouth. I mean, there is an argument that politics was better when like physical altercations did happen like I, I don't know if you you think about like history you go back and even in congress like early 1900s these congressmen are throwing down well on, I, on the floor and i'm embarrassed that i don't have this these names right in front of me one guy got beaten to death with a stick i don't know if that was better yeah, then you're stepping into like mad max beyond thunderdome uh, some guy's grabbing a chainsaw the other guy's grabbing like a club cudgel of some sort to, no, don't. Oh, you want to do? We can turn this into a Thunderdome pod right now. <laughs> there I'm we go. ready to go. Two men enter, one man leave. Come on, let's go. I, I get what you're saying. I mean, yeah. there is a. I mean, um, now there's a lot of big picture things about you know what's happened to politics, and now it's just about two teams rather than discussion about issues. Like, and oh, for sure. Like, no matter what happens, as long as they're on my team, I'm going to excuse it. And, you know, versus the same behavior can happen on the other side. And I'm going to, I'm going to, to call it out publicly. But if someone on my side does it, I'm, we should respect his privacy. Uh, There's a lot of that that goes on. Um, And as we get closer and closer to the primary, it starts to get, this is the, I call this the ugly season. The last three to three, two to three weeks, this is when stuff, when the mud starts to have rocks in it. Um, And we got two examples of that this week in our own local race. One uh, was concerning uh, candidate uh, Jim Smith, who's running for sheriff against the incumbent Kyle Dukes. Do you guys have thoughts on that race going into this before we? I don't really. I mean, can't say that I do. Kyle Dukes was elected four years ago on a, uh, I I would say a, a, uh, a ballot of change. There was a calling, a call out for a a change in the, in that, in that particular seat of governance. We need, folks wanted a new sheriff and Kyle Dukes ran against, I think four, three other people. There were four people on the ballot and he got over 50% of the vote. Mm -hmm. That is a stomping. Um, And he kind of ran on kind of a reform type of platform. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Reforming of what exactly? We're Uh, talking about prisons. Corruption. Corruption. Stuff. 
there were there were stories in the newspaper about local corruption at the jail. Um, there were you also had he really ran on a jail reform platform. Mm-hmm. It was a, you know there's too many people in the jail. We're going to bring people you know we're going to lower the prison population stuff like that. And a lot of that stuff has happened. Um, now in this campaign, he's been he's been called out. Our our current sheriff Kyle Dukes has been called out on some of the things that have happened in the last four years, including, but not limited to, um, he gave himself a pretty substantial raise. He worked out, he, there was a loop, you might want to call it, some, some people call, bonds some people call like that, it a right? loophole, um, but basically there were two different options and how his pay was handled, right? He could basically make a contract with our local government. So he, his pay was a, an equation based on revenue generated from warrants. Mm-hmm. something like that okay now everyone went the 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 prior route for the most part and in, in his you know historically yeah. they all just did the contract hey i'll work for this much dukes went the other way and it worked out to be a a, a raise of about forty thousand dollars from what the previous guy made some people take umbrage with that or at least uh his opponent jim smith wants you to take umbrage with that he's he's put that out there quite a bit you know i would have to ask though at the same time as far as the race is concerned is i would like to see more details on that because are we paying for efficiency or are we paying for them getting the job done like i'm i am huge fan of commission-based sales i'm i'm a huge fan of commission-based pay yeah if he's being paid for efficiencies and doing what the law enforcement community is supposed to be doing i don't have a problem with that but I, I would like to know more details. I haven't seen any more details other than exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. Those details are available publicly. I mean, he's a pub. I mean, he yeah. he's a public servant. This stuff isn't you know th- these don't happen behind closed doors. It's all out. It's all out there. Um, although some things do obviously happen behind closed doors. This is not one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been he's the, uh, Jim Smith has called Kyle Deuce into question uh, drugs in the jails. We've had a number of we had a number oh, of absolutely. overdoses in our yeah. jails. Um, though those points, those call them accusations, call them whatever you want. Uh, the Duke's campaign would label that as negative campaigning, and that there's no room for that kind of negative campaigning. Jody, do you agree that as I've outlined those, would you call that negative campaigning? If there are metrics that can be substantiated. So if the death rate due to drug overdoses has gone up substantially, and those are that's a number that can be uh, attributed to Kyle Dukes taking over, then no, that's not negative campaigning. That's just stating facts. If one of his key issues of reform was something jail-related, and this was the outcome from his leadership in that endeavor, then no, I, I think that's fair. That's fair game to yeah. talk about. Now, if it becomes a personal attack on him you know they're trying to trying to attribute him with some sort of a lascivious motivation I, I don't know that's fair um, and there might be some other extenuating circumstances that have led to this maybe there's just a maybe the fentanyl um, increase in the nation is something that's you know impacting us locally I don't know enough about that to know if that's a if that's a contributing factor well, or not it's an interesting point you bring up because stefan some people would say especially and people have commented who are in the department mm-hmm. people on people have supporters of the of sheriff dukes have said listen 
nationwide numbers drug numbers are are increasing fentanyl in, in particular are increasing nationwide and you know keeping drugs out of jails or drugs out of prison full count a hundred percent is a fool's errand. you're not going to be able you're not going to try as you might yeah you're not going to be able to do it and we're seeing trends nationwide and Kosciuszko county just is just following that trend do you give credence to that argument i would absolutely i mean opioid opioid excuse me opioid deaths are up significantly between i mean between heroin between that and fentanyl fentanyl and, deaths and sorry other drugs that are laced with fentanyl now, like it's uh, somebody could go out and do a little blow and there's fentanyl in it now. You know, there's they're putting it in everything and it's becoming a major issue. He said, do a little blow, like I might say, get a cup of coffee. I didn't want that yeah, on that, the record. That, well, that rolled off the tongue a that little just, too That easy. was a low. You, you said, do a little blow, like I say, double quarter pounder. Like Johnny Depp would say. All right, Jesus, Pete, yeah. I'm Pablo over here. <laughs> yeah, it, we're in, I'm in the bar industry. Yeah, I'm in like, the bar hey, industry. You know what? Uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's, uh, There's no judgment. Yeah, yeah. No, no. But I mean, this. You know, I mean, I just don't want you to implicate yourself in any crime. No, I'm not implicating um, you at all. I so, draw a very solid line. I do not cross. No, I mean, I, I, I read, the, I, I read I'm something that, this weekend. I'm in that entertainment business where you see and hear a lot about that type yeah. of stuff. So, yeah. I'm not, I'm an engineer. I don't hear about any of that stuff. I, I watch movies. That's, yeah. I get the same information about, you know, prisons and drugs that I do, uh, you know. So I read this weekend that Fenton Amazonian all jungles from Indiana Jones. Fentanyl death is now fentanyl is now the number one cause of death from males eighteen to forty five. I can believe it. What is fentanyl? It's a prescription medication uh, that is. Uh, yeah, S S S Jagger S over here. Pablo over yeah. here. It's a prescription medication that's for pain, um, and it's supposed to be time released. It's a name brand uh, version of uh, oxycotton, oh. uh, oxycodone, but it's time released. So it comes in a patch and stuff like that. Um, and so people will do all sorts of crazy stuff to, to get that right away. So it's very similar in effect to heroin. Um, it's just a prescription version of it, basically. So, so what happens, though, is that, again, it's as I understand it from television, it's more and more laced in other things, right? That's what I was saying. And so you might, so for instance, you might, as a user, you might say, I know it takes me this much coke to get to where I need to be, right? But that much lace, so if it takes, so if that's laced with fentanyl, the amount that you're ingesting becomes lethal. It becomes a lethal dose of fentanyl. Is that right? Yeah, and and it's thing like they're doing, they're lacing heroin with it too to, to make it more potent. Uh, to me, I the only thing I can guess is like, Cocaine's an upper, fentanyl's a downer, so you have to use more cocaine to get whatever feeling you want to get. I guess I I don't know, but it's it's in everything. So if you're if you're lacing heroin f with fentanyl, isn't that kind of like that's kind of like putting caramel on ice cream, right? It's yep. just sugar on sugar. Yep. Because uh, opioids are derived from heroin, right? Yes. Yeah. So fentanyl yeah. is an opioid. Yep. Yes. Okay, I'm doing the math right. I'm just trying to. Well, and I think yeah. figure out what we weren't in Afghanistan all those years for nation building. That's all I'm saying. What's made it so dangerous for for folks that are? That's a 
not a wrong point. You're you're not. Hey, wait, wait, hold on. You're telling me that the op- opioid crisis and the war in Afghanistan paralleled each other almost exactly. I don't know. I'm not gonna we argue got, that one. We suddenly had control of the, of the poppies, and suddenly, suddenly, opioids were everywhere in this country. I don't know. I'm I'm on the same page with you. Absolutely. I'm just saying. Continue. So I guess what makes it so dangerous is just the fact that, like you said, people know like how much they have to take, especially if there's some downtime. Like I, I know a number of people that have OD'd. Um, if they take some downtime, they go back to what they had done before, but now it's laced with fentanyl, which is even more concentrated and is stronger. And that's where you end up with the OD. So back to the original point, there are, I mean, people are, OD, people are ODing in our jail. People have died in our jail. Um, a few weeks ago, we had three in the same week. I mean, it's going on. There's a problem. Yes. You have a challenger who's saying that this is a problem, and I'm, I'm going to fix it, right? That's what everybody does when they run for office. Um, now, again, some people would say that what Jim Smith has been doing is negative campaigning. Um, Dukes has not come at – Dukes has not returned in kind, okay? He has not – he has not put it out there. He has, I mean, he has defended his, he has defended his record. He has uh, promoted the things that he's done with JCAP, which is a local program that helps people, that, help, that helps uh, prisoners in our jail system. Brian's going to jump in here because he works very closely with JCAP. Jail, jail Chemical Addiction Program. Thank you. Um, you know it's a great program because everyone argues about who started it, right? Duke's. Every time Dukes promotes it, his predecessor says, okay, yeah, that's great, but we started JCAT. So you know it's a good program when people fight about who started it, okay? That, you know it's a worthwhile program. Um, with that said, it's a campaign, right? People are running against each other. Um, there, was, there were some accusations that came out in a Facebook post locally uh, last week uh, by a gentleman uh, Tim McCreary, I think his name is. I, I don't mind. He, in his post, he made it public and encourages people to share it. So I don't feel, I don't feel a problem sharing this man's name. Uh, in his post, he lays out accusations against Jim Smith's son. Um, that Jim Smith's son is in, has been uh, participating in crimes against minors. I'll just leave it at that. Um, this gentleman, uh, he is relaying this story as it was relayed to him by his daughter, who, as he says in his post, uh, was not assaulted by anyone, but was maybe targeted by people to be sexually assaulted, uh, but was witness to these things. So you have a third-party account of a third-party account in these posts. We, we good? Is that You guys have seen the post. Is that, fa- is that a fair? Yeah, I've seen it. Are, are you asking if that's a, if you attributed it fairly? Have I summarized it fairly? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions with that. Um, the first of all, first off, it is, again, these accusations, first thing I want to do is, again, my knowledge coming from television and movies. Um, the Jim Smith, the candidate which again now this this gentleman tim mccurry has said time and time again that this is not politically based he's not doing this he's not calling out jim smith for the actions over son because of politics but it pops up 
three weeks before the election. And I mean, that's a problem I have right there, yeah. first of all. Like, how long, um, how long has this already been going on? Yeah. Um, I want to get to that. I want to put a pin in that because I want to okay. get to that. Okay. Um, Jim Smith has not commented on this, and I know enough to about enough, as Jay-Z once said. I didn't pass the bar, but I know a little bit. Um, Jim Smith can't comment on an ongoing investigation. Uh, this is an investigation. This, this is going on. Um, and according to this post, it was kicked over to Whitley County. Now, uh, Tim McCree insinuates that somehow Jim Smith had the power as a deputy to kick a case over to another county because he didn't want it to affect his political race. And to that, I would say if Jim Smith has that kind of pull as a deputy, I don't know why he's running for sheriff. He's already omniscient and omnipotent. I mean, that's crazy. I think it was kicked over to the county because it involves someone in the someone department. In, yeah, absolutely. In the department. Yeah. So they kick it over to Whitley County to get so for it to get a more fair. honest, fair look. Um. So should Jim Smith, who's running for office, be held accountable for crimes that his son may or may not have committed. By the way, I say may or may not because, again, it is an ongoing investigation and a Facebook post doesn't automatically make it real. I'm not calling into, I'm not challenging these young women and what they said. I want to make that perfectly clear. But again, we do have a process that I think is important to follow in, situ in, these, in all these types of situations. Um, so should Jim Smith be held accountable for the alleged actions of his son? Hold his son. He's, He's an, an adult. adult, right? He's an adult. I guess what comes into question is, you know, when did these uh, alleged situations start taking place? Uh, was he a minor at the time? But after you turn 18, like get out of my house, <laughs> like you're on your own. And I don't think that he should have to even comment on it. My personal opinion, like, this is this is an individual. Um, this is a person making their own individual choices. My two cents. Yeah, I mean that's there's a lot implied in Stefan's description. I would probably go one step even further and say the timing of this, the description of this, it's it's a it's an unfortunate. Um, <clears throat> it's an unfortunate post in which somebody who doesn't have a dog in this fight is throwing something out into the ether to be discussed. So it's like this guy isn't directly impacted. It's third-party recounting of something that may or may not happen, and the timing of this makes it seem like it's wholly driven by politics. So I, I wouldn't even – I wouldn't legitimize it. I would just say, hey, hey, you know, if you don't have some concrete evidence, don't throw it out there. It's, it's, that's just, it doesn't look good for the guy who posted it. My, my personal opinion. Yeah. I mean, it, because we're, I don't want to go the step further and say, let's assume this kid did something or this adult did something. Mm -hmm. And then even further, hold Jim Smith, who's running for uh, some sheriff's position accountable for something that yeah you know i don't understand may or may not have happened. i don't understand what jim smith losing this race does for these young women who are who were allegedly assaulted what does that do 
what kind of what I mean what what justice is served by that which is which is what is the attempt the 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 problem should be made is that we're trying to serve justice get the word out that his kid did this because we want to make sure that people know how to vote on May May third right yeah right like and exactly. what is that what justice is served by that now if if Mike I gotta tell you say this Jim Smith's been running for office for over a year this guy's been running for sheriff for over a year mm-hmm. all right. If it's my kid, if if I, my kid is involved the way that this guy's kid is involved, according the, to his post, the guy's kid isn't involved. It's a third party right, account, exactly. right? Exactly, right, right, right. Yeah. But if my kid is a tangentially involved in whatever went on, okay, and my kid's seven, but you get what I'm saying, sure, yep. contextually, you're not hearing from me just three weeks before this election. I'm in every single comment. I'm in every single post this guy makes. I'm in every single event. If I feel how this guy feels three weeks, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I wouldn't. I, you would know it, my story a year ago. If it's me and those types of allegations are happening, I don't take my kid's word for it. Okay. I go find out from people if this is legitimate before I ever start throwing accusations around. It's just easy to do. It's yeah, that's way exactly too right. easy that's to exactly do. Right. Well, you're you're not, a Facebook post doesn't make you a hero, and that's a lesson I had to learn myself after a lot of years. Freedom Cats podcast is brought to you by Hopler Brewing, with two locations in the historic Leesburg Mill and the new location on Market Street. We brew with innovation. Well, you, you could negatively impact somebody's life so severely by just throwing an accusation that's unfounded out there. It, it really is, it, it, like you said, it's too easy to be a disruptive force. And then it's almost the intent is, hey, we need justice without knowing if what crime has been committed, right? And you get all these people motivated to go find justice and go find, you get ev- evict or uh, uh, to get vengeance on somebody who probably didn't or may not have been involved in anything right uh, my my thing about you know reading that post is that uh, much of the complaint uh, as brought up by that post was about expediency you know how long it's taken for this whole process to take place and and the thing about it is, is like whether jim is elected or not that's not going to change the expediency of this this investigation and, you know, from the way that it sounded in the post, this is not an investigation that's going to be an easy, like, oh, this happened, this, and done. It was like a, a series of events. It was, you know, based on the accusations, it was a situation, you know, I, I'd compare it to like the Ghislaine Maxwell and stuff like that. It was, a, it was a number of things that were going on. You can't expect for that to happen, like, all at one time. And it's going to take time. That's that's a great. He, you're bringing yeah. up a great point. the The process has to work. You got to let it let it do its thing. He said Jazane, and I had I heard Giselle. I was like, what did Tom Brady's wife have to do with any of this? <laughs> she made him come back. Leave to Giselle alone. Um, no, it is a great. You're right. People want that. We live in a microwave society, right? We live in that instant gratification. We live in a society of instant gratification, and we want we want justice served on our terms we don't but and again now, now there are people who will read that post and it's true it is true to them a hundred percent because it somebody said it and they, they look at that and they say well why would he even why would somebody say this if it wasn't true 
Why would someone post this if it wasn't true? Well, I, listen, I think it very well may be true to this gentleman. I think it's true to him. I think it's his truth. I don't, I don't, I, I'm not going to go so far as to say that he, like, I don't think I would make this clear if, if it's not clear in the context of what I'm saying. I don't think Kyle Dukes had anything to do with this. I don't think he had anything to do with this. Um, but I do think that this gentleman is taking, you know, he is taking matters into his own hands because mm-hmm. he doesn't like the expediency in which um, this this happened. Um, I don't think that I don't think that in any way calling this into question is victim shaming or anything like that. Again, it's a third party account of a third party account. We're not talking right. about any of the people who are accused or who are making these accusations. And you had brought this up, but the implication is that Jim somehow is influencing the outcome of the accusation against yes. his son, right? Yeah, the, yes, 100%. That he is somehow using the influence that he has. Um, which, and that how could a guy be about law and order if yeah, this, this is, is going attack. on? This is a character. How attack. can how, you, you claim to be the candidate of law and order, which I don't, that's not a direct. He, he, Jim Smith is not coming. Right. Yeah. Jim Smith has not come out and said, I'm the candidate of law and order. But I mean, that's the implication. You're, you're the, you're the more service, less politics, law and order kind of guy. And this is going on in your own home. How can you manage the county if you can't manage your own home? That's the argument that's made. Um, And, you know, how can you stand by your kid if this is what he's being accused of? Um, And as a, relatively new father, right? My kids are seven. Like I look at my son and I mean, I'm his ride or die for his life. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, yeah. no matter what, what that little boy does, what my, what my daughter does, right. I'm their ride or die for life. Right. And, and so it, it troubles me when someone makes those kind of accusations. I mean, it's his kid. Right. He doesn't have mm-hmm. to, it's, it's not an endorsement of what he, he allegedly participated in. It's his kid. Right. And that, that part is sick to me. That part's gross. That part is gross. Um, a lot of this, for me, doesn't pass the sniff test. But that piece in particular, calling out someone for standing by their child and supporting their child, even in the darkest of times, really is gross to me. Any other thoughts on that? I am 100% on board. Yeah. I'm a ride or die dad. I would support my kids through anything. It's not an endorsement of any bad activity, but I'm going to love my kids regardless. Yeah. So we had another incident that occurred this week that is, again, full of allegations. Um, But this one was handled a bit differently, which in my mind, I'll be honest with you, when I read it, it gave it more credibility. Um, there was, uh, our, our county council race, which I think is another one that people are talking about is, a uh, sort of, a, a the long standing guy who's been in public service for the last 20 years, Tony Cirillo, uh, versus a young up and coming guy named, uh, Scott Clay. Um, both guys are involved in the community in their own ways. Um, Scott is running on a campaign of, I'm a young entrepreneur, I'm business oriented um and i will bring that sort of acumen to the county council well a former employer of his sent out a letter to the editor in the form of a three-fold brochure direct mailer to people um 
kind of laying out, listen, as a voter, you're considering hiring, air quotes, hiring Scott Clay. Um, I hired Scott Clay, and here's what happened to me. And he goes on to lay out how, uh, you know, in his words, Scott basically detonated his business and uh, sabotaged, when he decided to go into business for himself, sabotaged his old employer on the way out. Um, to, to, uh, to, now the, 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 the author of the letter claims that writing the letter, printing the letter, mailing the letter cost him $5,076. Stefan, I've been mad at people. I've never been $5,076 in postage and printing mad. You know, you know what actually lends a little credence to this for me is the fact that he, had printed trifold stuff and talks about how his Facebook page got shut down. And <laughs> so this doesn't go on social media. I, I'm just imagining this person that has no idea how computers work and like, Oh my gosh, my Facebook page got shut down. Yeah. Um, do you picture him grumbling while he's stuffing envelopes? <laughs> Bro, no, not stuffed. No. I mean, it's like first class bulk mailer. Um, I've mailed some stuff. Like, my, my guy spent some money to mail this thing out. And by the way, I mean, if you see this thing, and it's, I mean, if you're listening to this in the local area, you might have received it, or there's photos of it out there online. Shame on the printer who took this man's money. This thing is not, I mean, not real shame, but throw some photos in there. Something. That, I mean, it's just, it's literally a letter on a threefold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come there on. There's no graphic design involved here. Um. So... Now, on the flip side of this thing, if you look at it, it, and I did the word count, it mentions Scott Clay's name 16 times. It says Scott Clay across the front of it. And it's, a, it's just a letter. There's no, I mean, they didn't even like, you know, Photoshop some like devil horns on him or something. Like if you're gonna, like, if you're gonna throw the mud, throw the mud. Um, but <laughs> this is fantastic, small town mudslinging. That's what this is. But this is I mean, okay, but again, it's it. all allegations, right? Yeah. It's all allegations. Yeah. Um, this guy, you know, and I'm sure, I mean, Scott Clay has not said anything about it. Now it goes to bear, it bears note, Scott Clay was going to appear on this show. Um, in this episode, probably, I mean, we were, we had Scott Clay lined up. He, he said he would, he wasn't going to come on because, and I'm paraphrasing a bit, but you know, at this point he, there was enough coming out already and he didn't want to add fuel to that. Um, not exactly a profile in courage in my mind, but you know, it is what it is. Um, so what do you, I mean, again, two, two different Versions of mud, right? Mm -hmm. um, one, upon reading it, you know, I kind of looked at it and said, you know, were this true? Yes, this is to be considered. The other one, I was like, oh, this has got to be true. He printed it and mailed it. Flaw in my thinking, or do you guys understand it at all? Or both? Yeah, no, I think, I you're, I think you're spot on. The last one we talked about, it... it it's really dark and there's not really a whole lot of humor in it. This one is, this is fodder for good old small town fun. This I mean, this guy, so much, I mean, he went, he is, went the extra mile. He's like, Scott Clay says he started four businesses. Well, I looked him up. Each one of those lasted three months. Like, bro, it's a level of petty that yes, like, yes. I don't know, like for 
if your if your petty has footnotes, I respect it a little more. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's not true. Maybe that's not right. But it is what it is. And Stefan, businesses and business partnerships implode all the time. Sure, and it is exactly like a divorce. Everybody's got their own version of the truth, and yes. at the same time, they do not give up a grudge. So it's one of those things that even even the printed one I I do take with a little bit of grain of salt just because it's the salty X. Um, you know, I don't know yeah. all the details in it, but I'm just reading between the lines, knowing how business partnerships sometimes happen. That's well said. It well is well said. said. And, it, and it goes it bears note that his current employer, he works over it. They love him. Like you drive by that store like they've they've turned their digital board into a vote Scott Clay thing you know they're very i mean and 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 they love him the businesses that he works with as a chamber ambassador love him i think that there's a lot of truth to what you're saying mm-hmm. you know um all of us probably except brian have had you know troubled job experiences um you know and so i mean yeah listen I, we on this very show i told you about how i lost my teaching job right i mean they did mm-hmm. not have the best things to say about me at that moment i in my mind, it's a fun story. In their mind, this guy was drunk on the front paper on a school night. Both are true. <laughs> um, so we'll see. I mean, do you think these things have any impact on their respective races? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Because it's no longer an actual court making any type of decisions. It's all the court of public opinion. Yeah. Like. So then I would say that people running for office should consider doing more of this because, I mean, it works, right? Well, it works very well because, like, I was actually looking some stuff up about negative things. We remember negative things much better than we do positive. And whether you believe it or not, like, evolutionarily, we are – our brain works in the way – that protects us from negative things. So we remember those things better than what this guy is going to do for us. We'd rather remember, or we do remember the things that are bad about that situation. 100%. You you guys know where I'm going to come from. 100%. This is an evolutionary thing. So I, I 100% agree. Now, okay, let me just add though, this guy spent over $5,000 on this joke. This is hilarious. You I really appreciate the fact that he went the extra mile with a tripod letter to sling bud because a Facebook post is easy. This takes real effort. He invested well, well, here's the thing. time in this. Letters to the editor are free. Like copy paste this letter, send it over to the folks at Ink Free. Right. The Times Union. Mm-hmm. They'll print it. You know what this guy needs? He needs somebody who understands digital platforms. I'm well, not- he lost that. We are he lost that, that from yeah. the letter. Yeah, if he, he had a, if he hadn't fired Scott Clay, maybe, maybe he could have helped him figure this out. If only he had a guy. If only he had a guy who understood digital platform. <laughs> um, I, I I get what you guys are saying about people, but the 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 only pushback I have to that is I don't want to as a voter, and I'm I I'm 42 years old. I have never missed an election. I voted. Actually, I voted. I'm nerdy enough. I voted early. Um, I voted at 17 because my birthday happened a week after the election, my 18th birthday. I petitioned the state and they let me vote in that election. Um, so I, I, t- I take my vote very seriously. I don't ever want to vote against anything. I want to vote for something or for someone. 
I don't want, I want that positive catharsis and I don't think I'm alone in that. You're right. Like I, I can easily rattle off the things that Jim Smith has said about Kyle Dukes. They did resonate. However, I don't want to vote against Kyle Dukes. I want to vote for something. And you, as a, as a, as a candidate, it give me something or some, give me something to vote for, not something against. Yeah. Like, the, the accusations aren't enough to move. Like, I'm going to take those into consideration. How could you not? And again, I remember, I remembered them, but I, I'm not interested if that's all you've got to tell me is how bad the other person is. I guess I'm more interested in that aspect if the other person doesn't have anything to come back, come back with. Like, you know, that race. Okay, you don't like the way that he's running the office. You say that there's all these problems and things like that. And at that point, okay, I want to see, all right, give me metrics. You've got metrics for saying the jail system has improved or, or things like that. Let me see the metrics back to that. Uh, as far as, you know, outside accusations, personal attacks, things like that, it's all garbage. It's just, it's thrown around right at the last minute because people remember it. But I want to see, okay, when it comes to actually what you said you were going to do, Prove it to me that you've done that. Yeah. I think that's a great point. Yeah, I agree with that. So keep these things in mind, verify them, but don't let these things influence how you vote. Uh, voting anymore, can. I know you take it very seriously. Voting anymore has become the same as, you know, a, a high school popularity contest of a I election. Hate you, you know. so much right now for saying that i hate you so much for you saying can that. hate it all you want no but that's really what it, it comes down to is that people don't care about the facts anymore like i care you care jody cares these are the votes don't hesitate when you say i care yeah i <laughs> care yeah there's it felt like there was a question mark at that's the end right. of your care jody cares? cares um no these are the elections that count agreed. national you're agreed you're, senate right, right. president doesn't matter. But Does not matter. These ones, these ones count. These mm -hmm. ones matter. And, you know, um, like I lost mine by 22 votes. Like 22 votes. That's it. So the swing was like 11, right? But yeah. um, like in that can't, and, and these are the people who will impact your lives directly. Your county, your county positions, your city positions, those are the people who are suddenly more money's coming out of your pocket. Or these are the people who, in fact, so these, these votes matter. Yeah. Um, and so if, you know, at the ripe old age of 24, Scott Clay detonated one business and couldn't launch four, and you need to ask yourself, do I want to give that guy the keys to the county? Because he's going to have them if they're elected. Uh -huh. Um, at the same point, the, the, the flip side of that argument is, do you want to give the same people the keys to the key, that we keep giving the keys to mm -hmm. if you're unhappy with the way things are? And there are real, there are real issues that are going to hit our community and our county. What, what are the hot button issues that they're For addressing? me? Yeah. What do I need them to address? Yeah. I need a long-term economic plan to prevent our community from being another industry town where the industry moved on and the people got left behind. Talking about orthopedics. 100%. Agreed. I would agree 100% with that. That's the only issue I care about on, on a local level is what's the plan? Because we had our largest employer write a letter saying, keep this up and we're gone. And I take that seriously because I think the plan was already in place. I think that 
being able to exit under a cloak of woke culture only facilitates a plan that was already in place. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I, I don't think you're going to change the tide. And I don't I, I don't suspect you I don't think you are. Deal with it. It's it's what's what's your reaction to exactly. it? Exactly. I'm not Listen, the big orthopedics are gone. They just haven't been able to put, I mean, it's over. It's a math game, right? It's, it's accounting, over. It's a counting game. Yeah, yep. it's over. The, 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 the work economy has changed completely. And this was a community where, well, you're stuck here anyway because of the company you work for. We're going to try to make it nice, as nice for you as we can while you're here. Mm-hmm. Now I can work anywhere. I can make $100,000 a year working remotely. And Zimmer's so, got a plant in Puerto Rico, by the so way. So why... So now we, I think there are two ways to build community, right? Quality of life, tax abate or taxation. We've relied heavily on the tax piece. Mm-hmm. Like come to us and we're not going to tax you for the first five years of business. Come to our community. We're not going to tax you. And it's Med- a very loose. It's a very, very loose inter- way of describing what a tax abatement and how it affects yeah. a company versus now that company could go anywhere. So, there, uh, there, so now it's about how do we have a quality, build a quality of life in this community that attracts businesses. To build on that idea and add to it a little bit, there was a time frame where the people who owned the orthopedic businesses and their families were here, and they're not. There's a, I don't know if this is apocryphal or not, but I've been told that there is a plane that sits in a harbor, or excuse me, in a hangar, not in a harbor. <laughs> it's a different situation. <laughs> Um, there's a plane that sits in the hangar here that's just there for when the CEO wants to come and go. And when he's not using it, it just sits there. That's the level of investment that these yeah, companies have in this community. I mean, up on Tippy, there's two houses, like multi-million dollar houses that sit empty most of the year. Yeah. So what it sounds like you're saying is what we need is somebody who's got a vision for the next phase of this county. I need to know what, I need to know... At this point, I'll just settle for the fact that you're aware of the problem. That's fair. Well, I'll, I, I'll settle for anybody who's aware of the problem. And, and I'm sure people are aware of the problem, though. And, and this the goes back. They don't say, they don't say it. Because I've been in those discussions, and they don't concretely say, okay, we understand that this is a math game. This is an accounting game. This is not the cheapest place to make. And we lost. Money. And we lost. We lost. I think about that Leonardo DiCaprio movie about the asteroid. Did you guys watch don't it, the Netflix up. movie? Don't, yeah, don't look up. It's garbage. The, so bad. I loved it. I, I, I'm sorry. Make me laugh in your comedy. That's all I ask of you. Uh, the satirical aspect of that, the president, like it didn't say which side she was on. It very much confused me because there was pictures with Bill Clinton, but then, you know, allusions to the other side and everything like that. But here's why we don't ever hear about the whole orthopedic moving on thing is because it's three weeks before an election, and that's not going to get them reelected. The Second Amendment, you're not wrong. No, you're the, not wrong. the protection of the Second Amendment in a country where there's a protection of the Second Amendment is going to get me reelected, or fighting CRT in schools that's going to get me reelected. But having the doom and gloom of saying, uh, "Hey, just so you guys know, we're planning for the eventuality." People don't want to hear that. People want to hear the the fuzzy, make me feel good stuff. Can you believe I lost with my doom with all that? Uh, no, you're you're hundred percent right. No, you're hundred percent right. And yeah, the Second Amendment stuff. 
I just I'm I'm dubious of any elected official telling me that they're going to protect my Second Amendment rights because the Second Amendment right is there to protect me against them, not the other way around. And so when that stuff was going on, and I, I like I I agreed with all of the so our, our local county commissioners put out a bunch of proclamations, right? Like this was this was a Second Amendment this was a Second Amendment protected county. That was one uh, <laughs> that this county. They were like, oh, you didn't have, I don't think, what, you didn't have to mask in this county or you didn't have to be vaccinated in the county. I don't remember. Uh, There were a couple of them. Why do you think it is that people don't want to address meaningful topics of change versus going to the kind of the platitude gravity? Are you not entertained? Well, no. Well, part of it is if I'm an elected official and I tell you I'm going to do A, B, and C, you have to hold, you can hold me accountable for A, B, and C. If I tell you I'm going to fight for life, what does that even mean? Like, if I'm going to tell you I'm going to fight for the Second Amendment, what does that even mean? Like, it's it's it, you 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 put it, you make it such a broad statement that you can then say, well, yeah, hey, I went to these nine marches and I voted uh, these nine times, and that was me fighting for life. It's not actionable. It's not right, actionable. So- and so, like when we had this when we had these proclamations from our county commissioners telling me that I, the Second Amendment applied to me here in Kosciuszko County, my reaction was, "Well, no shit, it applies to me in Kosciuszko County, and I don't need a barber to tell me that it applies to me in Kosciuszko yeah, County. I took and I sure don't need a sheriff telling me that he's going to protect my Second Amendment rights because when it goes down and I need my Second Amendment rights, he and his boys be the first ones to come after him." Preach. I'm just saying. Like, no, I'm just saying. Like, it's, it's, but you're, but 100%. It's not, but you tell them, I'm going to protect your Second Amendment rights. So I'm going to protect life. Boom. You're in. Start, hanging up, start up. hanging up pictures in your office. And I'm not saying that those things aren't important. I support the Second Amendment and I am a strong supporter of life. But tell me what you're going to do to keep the roads together or tell me what you're going to do to keep the lights on tell me what you're going to do to keep our businesses by bringing people here when 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 i have like eighty thousand dollars in net in positive inflated equity in my house right now that's a problem it's not a good thing right i haven't done enough for it to suddenly be worth eighty thousand more dollars come to think of it i haven't done anything that's making it worth eighty thousand more dollars but it is because we don't have homes absolutely Hundred percent, and I just need to hear. That's what's going to move. That's what moves me as a voter. That's what moves me. And you want me to champion you. You want me to be, you know, to promote you and get my friends to vote for you. Give me that. So apply that. So you're you're actually falling prey to your own argument because you're saying this in a very generalized way. Tony Cirillo, Scott Clay, how are they addressing these hot button issues for you? Neither one has said a word. They're not. Neither one. thing. It doesn't, it doesn't win votes. Neither one. Like and and, and hey, by the way, no one running for county commissioner has said anything. No one running for the other county council's seats have said anything. This is not, this is not limited to these two men. So are you going to still vote? Already did. He already did. Oh, that's right. You did the absentee mail-in, you know. I didn't mail it in. I walked right into the Justice Building of Kosciuszko County. Yeah. I walked right into the Justice Building here in Kosciuszko County. I made my vote. Let's be honest. The vast majority, like I said, it's a it's a political and you know popularity contest. And then at the same time, you know, uh, anymore it depends on what the letter is that's next to your name. I think it's yeah. 
then that's that's it. Like issues don't matter. So there's a D, there's an R, there's an I. So what happens here when there's all R's? Because this is a primary, and again, in our community, this primary is isn't isn't uh, isn't it a pretty equal split in Warsaw? Demo- Democrat to Republicans, like 45, 55, something like that. Am I wrong? Um, I don't well, know. I, I mean, I would just simply say no because no no opposing candidate to a Republican candidate has gotten 40 to 50% of the vote ever. Gotcha. So, yeah, I would, I would lean no for yeah, sure. If that were the case, we'd have much, we'd have, first of all, we'd have democratic candidates, which when in a lot of races, we don't or independent candidate. I ran independent, but that's just because I missed the Republican primary and I still wanted to run. Um, but yeah, I just, I know I don't think that's the case. Yeah, I just I'm I'm looking for the L after the name. That's what I'm looking for. A libertarian. Yeah. See the whole libertarian thing. I think you know what? I think get involved in the two party system and promote your ideas within that party. Yeah, because you're not gonna get elected if you're not in the two party system. Right. That's true. I mean, uh governor race, that proved rainwater. It. Yeah. Rainwater. And a lot of people were like, "Rainwater's going to win it," and then, and, and like then twelve percent, and then and then, then and then the bell rang and got hit. Yeah, like um, got clocked. Yeah, and in a place in a place in a state such as ours, in a county such as ours, if you don't have an R next to your name, you might as well put the hammer and sickle on your signs, pal. Yep. All right, <laughs> we'll be back. Freedom Cats is brought to you by JC Innovations. We provide engineering services for medical device development and defense. It's also brought to you by Tippy River Adventures. You want to get on the Tippy River and enjoy the water with your friends and family? Come out, check us out, have some fun.